Hello and welcome to Sober, Stories of Badgers in Power and Recovery. This is a podcast hosted by Wisconsin Voices for Recovery. Wisconsin Voices for Recovery is a peer-run movement that helps unite people in recovery, their families, professionals, and allies. As a diverse coalition of recovery advocates, we serve as a statewide network to link services and support those in need. My name is Cindy Brzezinski, Director of Wisconsin Voices for Recovery, and joining me today is Julie Smith, Director of Onyx Sober Living, whose mission is to help people in their journey to recovery by providing them with a safe and sober place as well as resources to help them achieve their goals. Welcome, and we look forward to talking with you today. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. So to start, if you could tell me a little bit about yourself, including your professional background and your current role. Yes. So um, professionally, I am a registered nurse. I've been in the nursing field for 20 years. Um, I started out as an LPN, worked in uh, labor and delivery for a number of years, really thought that I was going to become a doula or a midwife. And um, when I got my RN degree, um, I got a job as a nurse manager in a treatment facility in Minnesota. And so I was overseeing um, their medical department um, with seven employees, and it was a dual diagnosis facility for men. Um, and I think we had 34 beds, if I remember right. So um, I kind of dug into the recovery world then. It was, uh, I'm thinking it was eight years ago, and just realized the uh, robust resources that Minnesota has and um, that we did not have that in Wisconsin. And I've been living in Wisconsin for I don't know, 17 years. So um, that's kind of my background. We started Onyx in 2018, um, just kind of on a whim of like, let's see if we can help um, help fill this gap in care. And uh, it's just been going strong ever since. So I do have the background of addiction medicine as an RN that has kind of helped me in this process, which has been pretty great. That's awesome. That's awesome. And can you tell me a little bit about Onyx Sober Living and the efforts as a sober living organization? Yeah, so um, we decided to open Sober Living. Um, we researched it for a couple of years before we opened to try to make sure we were providing a good service. Um, mm -hmm. It is a peer-to-peer -peer accountability program. Everybody who lives in our homes is working the same program. And uh, we kind of built it on that social model of um, not having licensed professionals in the home for a reason. Um, everybody who comes in seeks services outside of the home. And we just wanted to make sure everyone in the houses was this, at the same level, um, maybe further in recovery, but everybody is a peer. Um, so when we started in 2018, we're coming up on five years, uh, December 3rd of 18, we moved our first guy in. We oh, had wow. a home for men. <laughs> yeah. We had a home for men and a home for women and um, just really worked on connecting resources and um, talking to treatment providers and probation about providing the safe space. Um, we do take the safety and the integrity of our homes very seriously. So um, when, if somebody relapses, we do ask them to leave on the spot um, mm -hmm. just to protect the integrity for everybody else, um, which has come up against some battles from the harm reduction side of things, but it is just a basis that we have. And 
we're working uh, on our expectations. We kind of require that they go to meetings. Um, we require mm-hmm. they get a job, um, 100% sobriety, and kind of participate with the other people in the house. We just want to make sure that they are um, working on um, rebuilding all aspects of their life. And that's kind of how we promote it when they move in. Uh, so kind of looking at the the whole life approach. Yes, yes. We give awesome. them resources for almost anything they need. If they can't find something, uh, they can call me and I'll track it down to get mm-hmm. them a phone number for whatever driver's license, job, um, outpatient, mental health support, whatever they need. Great, great. And so you had mentioned that it's almost five years. That's really exciting. So you had mentioned uh, you started in 2018. Um, can you expand on that? Or is there anything else to expand on in terms of like, you know, how you got started and a little bit more about the history of how things kind of unfolded or developed, if you have anything else to add? Yeah, you bet. So my husband and I built a new house. Um, this is how we originated Onyx. We built a new house and we wanted to keep the old house um, because he runs a lawn care company um, out of a shop that was in the back. And so we had talked a lot about renting to a family or, um, you know, how what we were going to do with the house while he had this business running out the back. And uh, I uh, approached him with sober living and he was not super stoked about that. And so, um, we, we just kept talking and I'm like, fine, we'll just rent to a family. It's fine. We'll figure it out. And he went out on a, uh, at a snowstorm, he needed a shovel crew and he hired a shovel crew out of a sober house in Minnesota. And he came home the next day and said, that was the best crew I've ever had. They were grateful. They worked hard. They just got in the truck and got out and there was no complaining. And I'm like, that's the population I want to serve. And he says, start researching sober living. <laughs> so awesome. That was how we got started. Um, and so I researched it for a couple of years before we actually opened the doors. Um, and we did buy a second house before we even opened, um, just so that we would have uh, a house for each men and women. Uh, but that's like the history of it. It things just kind of all fell into place and as we continued to grow, like we had the two houses and then we just started getting opportunities to buy other houses in other areas. Mm-hmm. So we did end up buying a duplex in Somerset and um, we had, I mean, we just, it literally was like people were bringing us opportunities. So we bought a house in Somerset. Uh, we have uh, another house in New Richmond. We bought two houses in Menominee and a house in Amory. And are just trying to fill this gap in any county that we can, uh, that we can get established in. That is amazing. That is really amazing. Um, how how would you describe the guiding principles of Onyx? Um, so our guiding principles are we we talk about like our motto is let's recover together, mm-hmm. and. When we are talking to anybody in early recovery, um, we just want them to know that they are not in it alone. Once they move into Onyx, they are part of our Onyx family forever, whether they um, successfully complete our program or if they relapse and need to come back or 
whatever. If they, um, we have men that are dealing with their consequences of their past still, and sometimes they go to jail and have to come back. And we just want to make sure that they know that they are part of our family. They are loved. They're valuable. Um, they're worthy of having a new life. And uh, so that's kind of how we guide it always is based mm-hmm. on we will love you until you can love yourself no mm-hmm. matter what. And um, that's how we've built our success. And I've said it from the beginning that we're just going to lead with our heart and see where that goes. That's that's awesome. So it sounds like you have a lot of like support and connection built into your structure. Yes, we do. Um at, in the beginning, uh, my husband and I did all of the uh, all of the intakes, mm-hmm. um, all of the you know helping anybody with whatever they needed. We did all of the discharges ourselves for probably two and a half years, and then we also, while we were doing that, we were raising up house managers within our program. And so, anybody who is a house manager today um, has. successfully completed Onyx, has moved into a leadership role, um, and helps manage each of our homes, which has been critically important to uh, have it at this level. Otherwise, I would be going very crazy. So um, we've just really worked hard on, um, you know, kind of establishing that guidance and uh, teaching people, you know, what, what a new life looks like. Um, and having the house managers raised up from within has really helped that. That's great. That's great that there's that opportunity there um, for house managers to come from within. Yes, it is. And it's very beneficial for me and for the program because they can always say, listen, I was day one here too. I mm-hmm. understand the anxiety. I understand you're trying to rebuild all of your pieces. So um, having people at the, you know, in that leadership role, um, gives people hope coming in, but also gives them that connection day one of, you know what, I was day one here. I understand. And mm-hmm. that is uh, very important. I think in early recovery is to have somebody who is a peer that can just yeah. look at them in the eye and say, just like, let's dig in, just stay. Mm-hmm. So that's how we kind of approach it. Great. Great. And can you tell me a little bit about what programs and resources do you offer through Onyx? Yes. Yeah, so um, we don't, like I said, we don't offer any program programming in-house, but we do have partnerships with um, outpatient in the area. Um, we refer people to detox if they're calling us too soon to come in. Uh, mm-hmm. We will, we have worked with detox and inpatient. Um, there are um, some churches that really help us out um, with their spiritual component we are really connected at the Alano clubs in the locations we're at. Um, so that's just some of them. The food shelf has been great to us. There's a uh, Ruby's pantry, which does like a drive-through um, drive-through food shelf, I guess. So you can drive your car through and they fill your car up mm-hmm. and they've been great. Um, but yeah, it's just like making those connections outside of the home has been so amazing and just uh, knowing that I have a resource for almost any need, some of the um, some of the employment agencies have been super great with us. That just I can call them and say I've got a guy, and they said send them tomorrow, mm-hmm. and we'll get people working right away. Wow, it sounds like you're really plugged in, really plugged into the community and a lot of the resources out there, and there's some good collaborations. 
Yes, I think this was a much needed service in our area. So that helps. And um, some of the, you know, some of it is that we have built a good reputation, mm -hmm. that we maintain the integrity of our homes, and we won't just um, allow them allow people to come in and use or come in and deal, they have to like actually come in and do the things we're asking them to do. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that has helped us a lot over the this few years, is that we can connect with resources um, and I understand the resources being that I'm from the um, addiction medicine side. So I'll understand the resources, whereas some people might not. But um, that's how we've sort of established it. And that's how we continue today is to just keep pushing people out in the community, which is what helps build a solid recovery community here. Mm -hmm. That's great. And a solid recovery community is important to continue moving recovery forward and, and support those coming in. Yes, very important. Yeah. And so oftentimes there can be differences in recovery depending on geographic location. Um, can you share what you've noticed about differences in recovery around different parts of the state? Yes. So our homes are all uh, rural homes. We're in rural communities. And mm -hmm. uh, so part of what that means for us is we don't have robust services in this part of the state. Um, we don't have public transportation. Um, we don't have a ton of meetings, um, a ton of outpatient or inpatient or detox or anything like that up here. So when we were starting out, we were like, how are we going to continue to build this and make sure that people stay connected? Mm -hmm. um, so once a month, one of the biggest things we did to help with our community is once a month, we host a potluck. Mm -hmm. and um, do Narcan training mm -hmm. and have a, a brief uh, meeting at a church that all of our Onyx members come to. And we even have alumni show up to that. Uh, families with their kids can come to that. And so we have that. And that's one way. That's one way that we were like, we're going to establish this community and make sure people know that they are part of an organization that is um, advocating for recovery and advocating for that community. And uh, so that's one of the things, but I think our biggest challenges are the transportation piece and um, mm -hmm. working with probation um, out of county. So there is a little, they, the probation wants people to reside in county, mm -hmm. which is fine, but there's not sober housing in all of the counties. Yeah. So that's one of, probably one of the biggest challenges is having a guy call and say, I'm sorry. You can't. And it's like, well, there's not sober housing. Like there's nothing I can do about that. <laughs> yeah, that definitely sounds like a challenge. Mm -hmm. And what other challenges? So can you speak to some of the other special challenges related to recovery specifically in rural areas? Yes, a lot of the people um, in this region have multi-generational use histories. So mm -hmm. the person coming in has family members and parents and grandparents, and it's really deeply embedded addiction. Mm -hmm. So when we are pulling people into Onyx and having to talk to them about, you know, not talking to the people you were using with, sometimes that is not talking to their families, which is a really hard boundary. It's um, it takes a lot of uh, courage and strength to do those things. Um, yeah. And so that's probably, I'd say the biggest challenge in recovery in this region is, is very multi-generational um, families, siblings, cousins, all of the people using together. And we have pockets 
um, pockets in our region that are really strong with uh, meth use and alcohol. Those are my two top substances that we track. And so to break out of that, you have to give yourself, you know, months just to get your brain to reconnect kind of. Yeah. So just to tell them like day one that you're going to make it, but you're going to have to stop talking to people for a while is a big, big hit. It's very lonely. Mm -hmm. That's probably our biggest challenge in the recovery scene. Mm-hmm. And how do you, how do you support people that are going through that? What do you, what do you tell them or how do you encourage them to navigate that challenge? So we talk a lot about setting boundaries. We talk a lot about um, surrounding yourself with people who are in recovery during those first couple of months, especially mm-hmm. letting your family know like, Hey, I am going to be moving um, into a sober house and I need to disconnect for a little while. And I tell everybody they can blame it on me. You know what, if you need somebody to talk to, or uh, if you need to tell somebody something, just say, hey, Julie says I can't talk to you for a couple months. And I'm fine with that. And I tell them to give them my phone number and I'll talk them through it. Uh, I talk to a lot of family members about um, good boundaries, um, both from an addiction side and from like an Al-Anon side mm-hmm. of, you know, here, you don't have to live this life of chaos all the time. And setting those boundaries can help a lot. Um, But I tell any new guy that's, you know, like, I'm like, hey, you might not be able to talk to your mom for a little while. And that's okay. And sometimes hearing that other people have done it that way, and it's okay, um, helps them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that sounds like a really important um, aspect of of support to have that that guidance in those situations. Mm -hmm. Um, how does Onyx address any any other challenges that uh, folks are faced with? Um, so probably the second biggest challenge is probation and um, working with the agents and getting any new resident to understand that the agent is in on their side. Like mm-hmm. they're in your corner as long as you are doing the things that you're supposed to do to turn your life around. And so that has been a really big challenge at the beginning Um, I tell them day one that I do talk to agents and I said, so if you have something you don't want them to know, you need to let me know right now. Um, but we really promote, you know, honesty, be open. If you are hitting, getting hit with some hard charges, just know that we're here. Um, I have a couple of guys who've gone to prison and then we've taken them when they've gotten out of prison because those Mm -hmm. consequences are hard and it does kind of take them you know, they think about just getting out of the recovery game and I'm like, don't do it. You're going to change your life, but you have to deal with your consequences too. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the, you know, another one of the big challenges we face. That sounds really important to be able to provide that structure, that transparency, um, that accountability and, and then to still be there. I think that's huge to, to have that continuity of, you know, you can go in and do your time and you can come back. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think it's important. I, I did have a guy um, talk about how scary it is coming out mm-hmm. of prison or jail, you know, that you don't know if you have a safe place to go. And he was like, Onyx is a safe place to go. And knowing that it's an option has helped him go through his time. Um and I think that's one of the missing pieces that we've had is 
people come out and when they come out of jail or prison, they go right back to the homes they were in before without having that change of scenery basically and, and a different level of accountability. Mm-hmm. So that's one of probably my biggest referral source when we first started was probation, jail, prison of getting people in and giving them a reentry program that they hadn't seen before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's, that's great that you're able to provide that connection point and you know that support um post incarceration that's it's so important so important i want to uh, change directions a little bit and talk a little bit about stigma um what have you seen in your area related to stigma and what is onyx sober living doing to reduce or eliminate stigma um so stigma has been a really big thing that we have worked on since the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, most often it is coming from, um, from community, you know, general community, not necessarily um, people in recovery. Um, so what we've come across the most is like, if we're opening a sober house, then the neighbors, the city board, um, anybody is like, what are you doing? You're going to lower our property values. That was my favorite one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have brought to them and said, listen, having this level of care in your neighborhood doesn't do anything for that. I give them my phone number. I said, if you have any problems with any guy here, I will respond immediately. And we tell the men in the homes to um, help the neighbors if possible. So one of our houses, we tell the guys that they need to shovel the neighbor's walks which is very beneficial for both sides of that house. One family has little kids, one family doesn't. I'm like, just shovel them and don't, don't do anything else, you know? And so I think some of it is uh, some of it is seeing these men out in the world working, um, going to meetings, you know, just participating with other members has helped reduce stigma but it is also a lot of uh, me me and my uh, couple of staff just talking with people whenever there's an issue that comes up. Uh, mm-hmm. We also tell the men in the homes to not to be afraid to talk about their recovery with anybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid of it. This is part of your life and it's a valuable story. And I think that has helped also to reduce stigma in our region some, but it seems that every time we open a new house in a new location, we get hit with that again. So we just do it the same way we always do it and just talk about it and say, here's what we're doing and give them our expectations. Um, but we are pretty specific about, you know, like let's recover out loud. Let's make sure that if you're comfortable with it, you have a safe place to talk about it or a not safe place. Sometimes that happens too. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, that's yeah that's kind of how we approach it up here that's great that's great and what are your thoughts i know you had mentioned that a lot of the stigma comes um, from the community and what are your thoughts on you know why why are we still having a problem with stigma um in the community um and what can we do on a larger scale to to reduce or eliminate that stigma Um, I think that we're, I mean, stigma basically comes from uh, fear. Mm -hmm. So everybody who has some kind of opinion about somebody in recovery 
that is usually because they don't really understand addiction, understand the mental health component, understand how hard it is to break out of all of that and start a new life. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of it, I think, is just education. But on top of that, education needs to be um, success stories. And Mm -hmm. that, I think, has been the biggest breakthrough um, in especially New Richmond, where we do still have stigma. We do still have people um, that have opinions about what we do and where people are at. But we have a lot of success stories coming out of uh, the homes here. And I think that's probably the biggest stigma breaker there is when -hmm. you can, when someone uh, from Onyx meets up with somebody maybe that they used to use with or that they had a bad relationship with before and can tell them their story about how they turn their life around is probably the biggest stigma buster. Um, We do have uh, some people who don't think that there's an addiction issue um, up here in this region. And so anybody who thinks there's not an addiction issue or, um, we're struggling with the harm reduction stuff right now that they think if we do harm reduction measures here, it promotes use. Um, mm-hmm. I just I just try to talk about, you know, what successes we're having and how important it is for that safe setting and the peer support and, um, you know, how, how we're turning people's lives around. Actually, they're turning their lives around, but we're, we're providing the space for that. Mm-hmm. That, that's awesome. That's awesome. It sounds like you're doing some really important and meaningful work. Um, what drew you to this type of work? How was it personally meaningful to you? Um, so what drew me to this? Um, my, my mom struggled with addiction. She was an alcoholic for about 35 years. She died from the effects of alcohol. Um, I have a son who is still out in the world. Um, And so I have family connection. I am about the, let me think, three and a half years sober myself. Um, My husband's family, thank you. My husband's family also struggles with addiction. Mm -hmm. So we have some very personal uh, connections with that. The other part was when I worked in the treatment facility, um, I found that I have a really solid communication style that helps people in recovery and helps um, addicts see things a little bit differently. So Uh, I think that's probably what drew me into this field is to have a person um, with a substance use disorder and help them realize that they're, that's not their whole life um, Mm -hmm. has been a pretty awesome experience. That's great. That's great. So what's next? Where is additional help needed in the recovery community? Um, So what's next for us is we are um, working on building homes. Uh, That's probably our next step for sober living. And we're just going to expand in this region and try to put a couple of homes um, in other counties. And then we are also talking about writing curriculum for life skills courses and opening, maybe opening a recovery center that would give people a safe space to like hang out and get connected um, in this area. We also just started with a recovery coach and two community core members through AmeriCorps that -hmm. just started a couple of weeks ago. So we're just getting that up and running too. Um, so the community core members will be planning monthly sober events and volunteer opportunities for people in recovery. 
recovery coach I'm hoping will be connecting with a treatment court in Dunn County and um, connecting with some of the people going through their, um, their like homelessness uh, programs. Mm -hmm. Wow. So a lot of exciting growth, it sounds like is, is just on the horizon. Yes. Yeah. It's pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Wow. What advice do you have to people who are in recovery or might be seeking recovery? Um, my best advice for people seeking recovery is, um, make the phone call, make the phone call to whoever you think might be able to help you. And, um, if, and just don't give up because it's, uh, it's a tough battle out there. And once you find somebody that will uh, listen to you and give you the, the tools to, to, uh, kind of drive you in a direction, uh, just keep going, keep trying it. Um, people in early recovery, uh, get connected, uh, go to meetings, meet new people, cut out your old people, um, and just keep moving forward in, in, uh, this, in this, it's just, uh, it's a beautiful thing when you get into solid long-term recovery that you can just look back and go, man, that was such a great journey. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome advice. Well, thank you again for your time. Where where can people find you? Where is your website? Okay, our website is letsrecovertogether.org. And on there is a link for um, meetings in this region. Uh, we just started an events calendar, so it probably doesn't have a ton of events on there yet, but we're working on that. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking for a sober event to go to, um, that would be a good place to start too. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you again. It was a pleasure talking with you today. Um, and again, you can find Onyx Sober Living's website at www.letsrecovertogether.org. One, all one word, letsrecovertogether.org. Um, and thank you to our listeners. And I hope everyone has a nice day. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Have a good day. Thank you.